Welcome to Small Screen Justice, a podcast about superhero TV. I'm Dan. I'm Nare. And I'm Jesse, and today we're discussing Season 1, Episode 8 of The Flash, entitled Flash vs. Arrow. As well as Season 3, Episode 8 of Arrow, entitled Brave and the Bold. Yeah! Crossover! (laughs) (laughs) Woo! (laughs) Yeah, so we're crossing over our podcast, sort of, too. We have all three people for the first time, so that's exciting. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> um, and I uh, guess before we get into this really fun episode, I just want to mention that we have a lot of big news that's been coming out, especially about things like Suicide Squad the last couple of days. And uh, I think we're going to save that for a big news podcast probably after every winter finale because we're going to have a couple weeks off where not much is happening. So it makes mm-hmm. sense. So let's get into Flash. What do you guys think? Uh, I gave it. Uh, I first gave it an A minus, but then I upgraded it to an A, especially because I thought that it together with uh, Brave and the Bulls uh, as a group, I thought that raised both of them up. Yeah, yeah. totally. I I gave Flash an A as well. Um, I know we're going to leave the error grading for later, but I gave Arrow a minus dash A, whereas Flash was just an A for me. Okay. Cool. So, yeah. So, I mean, I, I also gave it an A. I think we're all really quite happy with this episode. I have, like, a tiny little bit of, like, small negatives, but just in general, seeing these two worlds collide was, like, so much fun, and it was just a really... It was one of the best TV events I've seen in a while. Yeah, like, I think that this TV event is... I was more excited for it, and I felt like there was better payoff than pretty much... Yeah, I think than either finale of Arrow. I think I'm going to go ahead and say it. Yeah, I agree what, with you. What other TV... Have, have there been other TV shows with huge crossovers like this? To this degree, that's a good question. Like, I know the Angel and uh, Buffy... Not in this genre. Oh, well, Angel and Buffy... Not to this degree in Angel and yeah. Buffy, though, even. Yeah, they just, like, they popped in really... once in a while. Well, actually, you know, Angel came over to Buffy and did some serious stuff. Yeah, but uh, it was never the early. full worlds of both teams colliding kind of thing. Yeah. Willow came to Angel one time, but... Yeah. Yeah, not I'm, much. I feel like there's totally something I'm not thinking of but we do know that netflix is, is going to attempt something even even actually bigger than this when they're going to bring all four of their shows together but obviously that's not mm-hmm. for quite a while so also it's going to be interesting because they're not because they're releasing uh an entire season at once yeah but they're not releasing all the seasons at the same time right yeah no they're not so it's not like they can line up chronologically they can't line them up chronologically easily. Well, I do um, know that Luke Cage is in multiple episodes of Jessica Jones, so I don't know exactly how that works. Cause, well, you maybe know, they just introduce him in, in Jessica Jones, and then he become he goes into his like kind of like how introduced Flat Barry Allen and Arrow, and then he got his own show after, right? Yeah, yeah, that that, that could make sense. Just, except that on that in that case, Arrow then had his own consecutive season running as Flash started. So, like, whereas Jessica Jones isn't going to have season two as Luke Cage starts, I don't think. So, yeah, I mean, the big event is just going to be the Defenders miniseries. Yeah, yeah. So I'm, like, I'm still. We shouldn't talk about this too much yeah. longer, but I, I'm still unconvinced that this is the best way to release these uh, Netflix shows. 
Yeah, Netflix shows. All right, but back to Flash and Arrow. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so let's just start it off. Uh, so first little topic I have, just Flash and Arrow together. What was it like, you know, seeing those two together? What did you think of their interactions? I thought it was cool. I, it's so much happened. It's I don't even know where to start. Okay. Yeah. I loved Ollie's. Like I loved their entrances in both shows. Kind of. I loved Ollie's entrance in Flash and Flash's entrance in in Arrow. I loved when the the theme songs. Got oh mixed. yeah, they yeah, like I they love them up. that. Yeah. yeah, I love that. Absolutely. I thought I, that was great. Oh, I was trying to figure. Man, I was trying to figure out why that music sounded weird. That's what that was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like they had like the sense. Arrow depressing kind of music and then they had like the happy flash music come on and vice versa so i like that so i really enjoyed the that big training session that was my first point where i was like oh my god Mm -hmm. this episode is freaking awesome just i loved all of oliver's points because they we haven't even really been talking about it but it it totally everything he's saying is true that barry just completely barrels in and is like i'm super powerful i'm just gonna go and do crazy things and like he doesn't even really listen to his teammates that often he just goes and does it um mm-hmm. so i think that his whole you know harsh lesson with the arrows in the back was a really cool one yeah also i one of the things that i really liked and i was a little bit nervous about going in because the shows have such different feels, I was nervous about how they were going to mingle. Yeah. But they, I thought they did a really good job. The Flash episode felt like a Flash episode, feet the Arrow. And the Arrow episode felt like an Arrow episode, feet the Flash. Yeah. They didn't change the char- guest characters' personalities to make it, you know, to make it fit yeah, the feel. And they, they, they just, really... like, had that personality while the episode as a whole still had its general feel. Yeah, they really could have easily just, like, gone the easier route and just made arrow a little lighter that episode but they really did delve into like his past with the killing and everything and i thought that was really great the fact that people in barry's world would be really concerned about him as well concerned about the arrows uh, past i think was very reasonable and very made a lot of sense yeah i totally i loved joe's reaction to arrow coming and the my only actually one of my only sad points is joe not coming on to arrow that's too yeah. bad. Yeah. <laughs> uh... I, I, oh, right. I didn't even think of that. That would have been cool. I would have loved Joe Quentin to, to, to have met. Yeah. That, that would have been, been really awesome. Nice. Yeah, there's been a lot of articles about that, about people wanting there to be like a Flash Arrow episode with neither the Flash nor Arrow, and it's just a detective episode <laughs> with Joe West and Quentin Lance. That'd be great. I also, so as far as like their you know conflict and their philosophies go, I, I did think it was interesting when Barry's in that rage state and he's talking about how Oliver must be jealous of him, I do think it's interesting. Like, do you think he actually is? Because, I mean, he was this really big, big fish, and now he's going to, like, especially if you bring Supergirl in, he's going to slowly become less and less relevant, and that's interesting. I agree in a sense that Ollie's jealous, because imagine how much fewer people would have died if Ollie had had some sort of a superpower. I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I think in that sense, he's like, his life would have been much easier but at the same, but your comment of when Supergirl comes in, I think the thing that Ollie has that we saw that they don't have is is Ollie supposed to be older than Barry? Is that what we're yeah. assuming? I okay. say probably yeah, I six years is. is what I would guess. So I can tell that Ollie's more mature. I can, I mean, beside for the obvious that he's more experienced, but he's also more mature. I think he brings that kind of to the. Yeah. What, he kind of brings that to the team, whereas I'm guessing Supergirl will not have that. She's going to yeah, be young. She's going to be Barry, like a young girl. And Barry's also young and in the age wise and experience wise. So I think he does bring that kind of aspect that's necessary because, like you said, Barry just kind of 
doesn't think he kind of d- just does yeah. whatever because he thinks he's invincible but as we saw he's really not yeah and i actually i was really impressed i mean you know how people always have that debate about oh could batman beat superman of course batman could do anything blah blah i always thought that debate was like pretty dumb it's like batman clearly couldn't actually defeat superman but they really made me believe that oliver could beat barry like it was really believable to me yeah, no, but, or at least at this point. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. At this point, I mean, the only reason he could is because he's more experienced. If yeah. Flash becomes more experienced, like, obviously, I, I don't think Ollie could actually beat Flash yeah. when Flash is more experienced. I just don't think it's possible. I don't know. Yeah, which is why I think that it's great that, that they got this stuff out of the way early on, because that's obviously something everyone wanted to see was a Flash versus Arrow fight. Yeah. And I think that that and then also the ending of the Arrow episode uh, where they decided to just go duke it out in a um, warehouse. I thought both of those things were really funny. Yeah. So let's talk about the actual big first fight. What did you think of it? Yeah, I thought that the choreography was really, really good. I thought that they, yeah, sorry, I was reading, I think, IGN. Mm-hmm. And they talked about how like they showed like the peak of the stunt choreography that Arrow has become so well known for. Yeah. Uh, stunt and fight choreography. And they managed to mingle it with, like, really top-notch special effects that uh, Flash has been getting lots of praise for. And I thought that they did both of those in a really, really cool way. And there were, like, points at which you were like, oh, Flash is definitely going to win. And then Barry, and then Ollie would come back and you'd be like, oh, the Arrow's definitely going to win. So it was, like, a real fight. And it, was, it wasn't just a quick or totally one-sided or silly fight. Yeah. It, it felt real. Totally. I completely agree with everything yeah. you just said. And guess one thing I, I've been really enjoying is when they first announced this show, I was a little nervous about uh, Flash's costume. I thought it was, like, a little cheesy, but the more I see of it, it's, like, a great costume. And, like, when you have those few moments where he actually slows down and punches someone, it's like, look, he, he looks freaking awesome, especially for television. I don't... How do they, how do they have money for awesome all this? He looks awesome and he looks hot, I'm just going to say. <laughs> I'm going to add that. The female perspective. Yeah, I think that they're uh, definitely... It seems like they're pumping money into both of these shows because they're giving them back so much. Yeah. Oh, and that reminds me, Oliver getting the new costume was amazing, too. I'm really happy about that. Yeah, no, yeah, it's cool. I didn't notice really any differences. It is, honest, it is, from... it is actually pretty different. Okay, I just, how I was it, how was it really seen... different? I mean, I, I didn't think they really showed it clearly, the angle that he was yeah. holding it. How was it so different? It, what, I could tell a little bit. I couldn't really tell when he was holding it, but I could tell when he was walking, when he was going to fight Flack at the very end. He, oh, yeah, right. He has, like, the yeah, he, has like a, he has like a new thing for his quiver. It's sort of like more military, and then he has like I, I don't know terms, but he he looks more. <laughs> it's more it's more armory. It's more it's it's interesting. I like it. Okay. Um, cool. Let's uh, get on to talking about Prism slash Rainbow Raider, whatever you want to call him. What I mean, do, do you have an issue with how little he was used? Um, yeah, actually, I nearly gave this episode an A minus because I found the fact that they didn't show his defeat to be really jarring and weird. Yeah. Partly because something wonky happened with my cable right uh, as they were coming out of the commercial that came back to him with uh, being in the prison store for a minute. I thought there was like some kind of a glitch and they'd like, shown the commercial over the scene by accident or something weird had happened. Yeah, me too. Like, the fact that, I, that that was my first thought, I think, just doesn't say very much for that particular aspect of the story. And also I thought that the way that they made that character work in that universe was incredible mm. because that character is ridiculous yeah. in the comics. <laughs> yeah. He like goes around with like a gun that shoots colors and it makes people feel <laughs> yeah. things. 
and I thought that making him a metahuman and have it be like glowing in his eyes was really cool. I do wish that they'd done a something other than anger yeah well i was gonna say i mean i i don't really mind at how little like development and stuff he got because I'm, I'm sure we'll see him again and i'm totally envisioning a valentine's day episode where he comes back and uses his love powers on everyone and everybody starts making out and crazy I'm, I, that, if that doesn't happen I'll be really they kill surprised. themselves have sorry i was gonna just remember that episode of true blood where they all like have sex so much yeah, that they all yeah, die. Yeah, i just yeah. had that image in my <laughs> Sorry. So, Nari, what did you think about the fact that they didn't show the final fight? Did that bother you? Yeah. Okay, I was really confused because I thought a lot of times I miss things. And I'm like, wait, did I just miss something? But I was watching it at work. Cough, cough, don't tell my boss. (laughs) I was watching it at work, and I thought that maybe I missed it, but I didn't have enough time to rewind it. So I was like, I'll just ask Dan later. (laughs) And I guess they never showed it, which is weird. How did they catch him? So... they didn't show yeah, it at all. I think the, okay, so this is my assumption. Maybe they cut it out for time, but my assumption is that when they were writing the script for the episode, they said the climax of this episode is the big fight between the heroes. The Defeating the villain is sort of incidental. We figured, They know that they figured out like a color thing to stop him. They don't think of that as what's important, especially considering they team up against Boomerang in the next episode. It does feel awkward, but I also don't feel like I needed more action. I don't feel like I necessarily needed it. So I'm sort of in between on that. Yeah, but, like, it does sort of mean that if I were going to rewatch these episodes, I'd be if I were going to rewatch one of them, I'd be way more tempted to rewatch the Arrow episode. I would probably only rewatch the Flash episode if I were going to then watch the Arrow episode and do the whole crossover thing together. Mm. Just because, like, it's just a little bit weird. Yeah, it's a little bit weird. It's, it's like, a weird... I, I... Disagree. I think that they definitely at least wrote it, yeah, um, and then cut it out. They, they might not have shot it, but I think they at least wrote it and then made a decision. Yeah, that, uh, either before it, or it could have easily it. been a budget thing too. That they yeah, just spent was, so much. Yeah. I was just going to add. I, I kind of agree with Dan in the sense that so much was happening in the episode. I didn't feel like oh, without this scene, like it was boring and nothing happened. So in yeah. that sense, I didn't really miss it but i thought that he was an interesting character and i would have liked to have seen maybe another episode them versing this guy and how they defeat him so i don't know if they maybe should have used a different villain or hopefully this villain will be coming back later and we can see more about him but um because the rest of the episode was so good it doesn't didn't really bother me that much the the one thing that i will say is that it was pretty much it was ingenious of them to do this because i mean it is a cliche that oh two superheroes meet and they fight before they team up and it's like you know usually it's like silly misunderstanding so they're not like really trying to fight each other necessarily whatever but like this is a great way to actually force them to really fight and like there are actual stakes that are high to the fight and you know so i thought that made sense but let's talk about eddie and iris uh what do you think about how they used eddie this week um, I thought that it was really remarkable. Last week, I was like, there's no way that they can make Eddie reverse Flash. That's just not... It, I like him way too much for that to happen. And he also doesn't seem to have any reason to go that route. And then in one episode, I still really like him and don't want him to be reverse Flash. But it's suddenly totally on the table again. Yeah. I think that that is a... I think that's remarkable. And I thought that it felt really natural... I thought that Eddie's acting was really, really good, especially when he's, like, looking at the Flash and he looks, like, scared and upset in that whole scene. I thought that was really well done. They did a great job of making Flash scary, I think. Yeah, that was definitely very frightening. I was just going to say, I wonder what Eddie disliked more. The fact that 
Flash was kicking his ass or the fact that his girlfriend was hiding the fact that he was she was getting some uh, flirting on the side and keeping it secret from Eddie. Yeah. Um, so I don't actually, like... I don't know. I'm guessing those two put together is just going to create a monster later on. I'm kind of excited to see how that's going to happen. Yeah. I'm, I'm trying to figure out how they can have, like... I, I'm guessing he'll eventually... Maybe Iris will go missing or something. Or, like, maybe we'll think she's dead or something. And that will be, like, the straw where... Eddie thinks that Flash killed her and then, like, absolutely hates him. Uh, that's, I don't know. Maybe that's a or, or, I don't even think that something necessary like that has to happen. I think he's just gonna, like, go on kind of a wild goose chase and just make himself go crazy and crazy more into this yeah. searching until, like, the, like he loses his mind because he just becomes obsessed about finding this guy. And um, I think that's where he's going to lose it and he's going to, like, start being abusive toward Iris or whatever. I don't know. But I don't I don't actually think it's going to be something crazy. Like, Iris goes missing and he yeah. thinks that Flash... Because, like, okay, then you find Iris and Iris goes, Flash didn't take me, right? Yeah. So I, I, I don't really well, think Well, when that's... I said missing, I mean, like, in a different timeline or, like, in another domain. <laughs> like, oh, okay. Yeah, like, really I'm... missing. Yeah, like, yeah. Doctor Who missing. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, I, I do want to say I think it's really interesting. So they have this task force get started, right? And so at the beginning of this episode, they're talking about how, like, Arrow's a menace and, like, he's not a hero, he's not a symbol of hope. But now we have Flash being hunted and Arrow not being hunted, which I think is interesting. Well, that's because Oliver's city is, like, crap. Like, in the sense that, like, everything is, like, no matter, I mean, like, I know Flash just started, but whatever yeah. problems that happened in, like, Flash, Flash's hometown are com- is completely small compared to what's happened in Arrow's. Like, at yeah. the end of the day, like, yeah, they might, you know, hate Arrow, but at the same time, when, like, the whole building's literally exploding and there's, like, a <laughs> hole in the city, yeah. at the end of the day, like, they're not going to really create a force to try to get him whereas like oh Barry like beat up a guy like okay let's let's get the guy because yeah. that's all he did he beat up like you know I don't know if yeah. I'm making any sense no that but. totally makes yeah. sense except the other side of it of course is that Barry's going up against metahumans who could hypothetically have the power to Be much more do the undertaking with their mind yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I agree I yeah. agree so far we haven't seen that but they all have the ability to put even a bigger hole you know then we just haven't seen that yet yeah, it's going to be super awesome when all the villains inevitably escape. Yeah. And there's going to be a huge Flash Arrow, probably Supergirl, crossover to deal with all of it at the same time. It's going to be freaking great. And then they're going to kill off and the main character, I just hope. Yeah, I think so. Well, okay, actually, you just made me think of something. So this crossover kind of changes things a lot for both shows. Do you think it's going to feel weird when next week he's Arrow is facing off against Rachel Ghoul and he doesn't call Flash? Um, I think that he's probably going to... I bet they bring it up. Yeah. I bet that Felicity's like, Ollie, you should call Barry. He can help. And then maybe Barry will be... I mean, we don't even know if by next Wednesday, we don't know what kind of condition Flash is going to be true. in. Uh, because he's going to have gone up against the man in the yellow suit. So it'll be interesting to see what happens there. And also it looks like... Ollie's going to be doing some traveling. Yeah. So um, it maybe he'll like leave Flash and ask him to try and take care of both cities for a day or two or something. Yeah. I, I don't know, but yeah, I, I think that it's going to. I think it's going to be okay. Yeah, I, th- I think that we're definitely going to see more crossovers in the future, but I think it's still going to work to have uh, non-crossover. I mean, it's worked so far. Yeah. 
Totally. Even even though like they've both met on the the, I mean, the first crossover was the first yeah. episode of Flash. Yeah. No, that, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, what do we think about Iris this week? Do we have any issues with how quickly she turned on Flash, or do we think it works? Um, I think that it totally makes sense. Flash uh, threw her boyfriend out of the car and like screamed at her and like basically threatened to kill Eddie. Yeah, and nearly did. I think that it totally makes sense that she's now suddenly realizing like how that power, if used for evil, and also because it wasn't just like he was taken over and made to do someone else's bidding. He was like made angry, doing his his darkest yeah. uh, desires. I think that that definitely makes it reasonable that she would get that scared and have that reaction. Yeah. I kind of disagree. Okay, cool. I mean, I don't think Iris knew everything in that sense, so I don't blame her reaction. But, like, yeah. if I knew what happened, I know that it was his darkest desire, but if we all acted on our darkest desires, wouldn't we kind of become yeah. violent people, too? Like, if, if there's something that's causing my darkest desires to come out and it's not because I want it to come out, how can you blame me well, it's. It, I think that it has more to do with the fact that Barry has the power behind it at because of his speed to like inflict some really horrible damage if he doesn't control himself. So it's it's not just like if I started falling into my most evil desires, I'd still just be a man at the worst committing murder or something like that. Whereas uh, Barry could you know be committing mass murders, going so fast that cameras couldn't catch him. And doing all kinds of horrible, horrible things. And, like, there, there's no way that the police could take down uh, the Flash, for example. Yeah, but I, I don't think... I, I mean, at, at least he doesn't... It doesn't seem like he hates him at the end or anything. It's more like he, like, realizes he needs to, to stay away because he's dangerous. Like, potentially dangerous. But, like... I, I do agree. I, I think that I think that this scene was a little bit weirdly handled because... Like, he couldn't, he's been a great person who's done great things for her, and, like, has done, done great things for the city, and that was not his fault. So, to some degree, it felt a little bit rushed to me. That's, but, that's what I was trying to say. Yeah. I mean, like, it wasn't like he was really pissed off, and he did all that, and he's like, you know, like, oh, I got really pissed off, and I used my power in a wrong way, and I'm, like, I have this ability to, you know, have anger management issues or whatever. It wasn't his fault. So it doesn't really matter for me if he has powers or not, because just because, like, I don't know, it still wasn't his doing. He wasn't under control. So, I don't know. Yeah, but I think the fear is just about what if he loses control again. I agree with you, but I'm just, I kind of agree with Dan in the sense that it was handled weirdly, because Iris had, like, blind faith, had blind faith in him, in the sense that, like, he, she thought that he was, like, I don't know, God sent down from, you know, from the earth to like, protect the city. <laughs> yeah, definitely sort of an angel So, like, I understand her, like, taking him, you know, off the pedestal after yeah. everything that happened. But the fact that she's, like, don't, like, leave me alone. Like, that was, I thought, a little too awkward. You know, the other thing that made me worried about that scene is, so then what is her point? Like, if she's not gonna be, like, if she's, like, don't ever talk to me again, why was her function on the show? <laughs> Maybe she's still going to try and find out who the Flash is. to. Because remember, yeah. part of the reason she, she's doing it is because she is going to help Eddie now because Eddie got hurt. and uh, she's... I think that it's way excessive if she switches over to trying to take him down. I would not be on board with that at all. 
Well, I think that's what's coming. Well, that's so. stupid, I think. And at the same time, how is she going to help Eddie? Remember when Laurel wanted to take down the arrow? I think that totally That was sense. terrible, too. <laughs> that made total sense. <laughs> All right. I mean, I can't actually argue that point well enough because I haven't seen that scene in a, that part of the season in a really long time. So, but. No, but I mean, like, it doesn't make sense to me if Iris is going to try to take down Flash, not because she's going to try to take down Flash, but because she's going to try to do that without being in contact with him at all. Like, does she actually think she's no pun intended, fast enough to, <laughs> to like, be able to find out information about him without actually being close to him in any sense. If that's what she's trying to do, then she's an idiot. I'm sorry, because if that's her goal, if her goal, if she's smart, like, if she really wants to take him down, you have to keep him close, right? Well, like, actually, how- that actually completely ties in with what happened with Laurel, where Laurel called, didn't Laurel call him in for, like, something, and then, then all the police showed up around Arrow? So, no, but Arrow's yeah. not, like, doesn't have the power of speed. Yeah. Like, Arrow, at the end of the day, if you get him in a building yeah, I mean, Arrow, and no exit. Arrow also still got away from yeah. that. If you get him in a building with no exits, and literally like a hundred guns pointed at his face he can't run away but like flash could i i think we should table this discussion and maybe bring it up again during um during the hiatus also i just want to make it clear it's not a big deal for me it's just something to talk about before we sort of end out flash uh what do you have anything you want to say about the sort of the comedy or the sidekicks or wells uh i was writing down funny quotes and stuff that were happening Mm -hmm. um I love the beginning when Flash went to meet up with Iris, and he goes like, "Did you guys break up?" And oh yeah. He's like, "No," and he's like, "Oh." Like, I thought that was really. Yeah, I felt that made me feel uncomfortable. Honestly, I was like, partly is the lack of subtlety from Barry Allen always makes me feel like, "Do you really not know who this is?" Because he's pretty freaking blatant about. Who I he don't is. know. It's just funny to me. I think it's funny, and it also, and I think it also kind of shows his youth and inexperience. Again. Yeah. The, the second line he had near the end of that scene was similar. He says something, I forget what it was, but it's very flirty, where it's like, oh, there are no other girls. He says that. Yeah, what and other it's girls? Like, yeah, that is totally not being safe about your secret identity, and it's like totally like showing her that you like her. But it, it totally did show me a big difference between Oliver and uh, Barry, that he is so inexperienced and immature. Yeah, he's also a total show-off. <laughs> He's a complete show-off. He's completely showing off for this girl that he likes. Well, Ollie's a show-off, but I think more of an an unintentional way, whereas Flash knows that he's a show-off. I think that's the difference. Ollie shows off. Flash is a show-off. Yeah. Um, I loved Diggle's Diggle's reaction to Flash. Oh, I did too. I wrote that too. (laughs) He's fast. Yeah. I really enjoyed the uh, debate between the two groups of sidekicks about who would win. I thought oh, that I was loved really that funny. too. I loved. I thought it was funny, but I thought it was like weirdly placed because there was like a serious, like it was a really serious moment, and they were just like having a pissing contest. No, but I, I thought it was funny, but like a little bit misplaced. Well, I think that was the whole point because Felicity said this is being misplaced. I thought that was what was. Like, they did it on yeah. purpose. It wasn't like the writers were stupid and Yeah, they but I felt it. like it was one of the... I mean, like, the I same know, could, the same could be like, said for the dance-off in Guardians of the Galaxy. It's just that sometimes... I, which I've brought up before. Well, you're stupid, so we're going to move on. <laughs> <laughs> oh also, I just want to talk... If we're talking about people's reactions, can I just mention Iris's reaction to Ollie and how much I must have killed Barry inside... Because oh, yeah. all Barry wants is her attention, and yeah. she she gives it to, like, a random dude. Yeah. I mean, I guess if I... I don't know. I thought that was kind of sad, but also really funny, because I probably would have reacted the same way. Yeah. I also enjoyed uh, Barry and Oliver's little talk at the, at the end, where Oliver's like, we can't get the girl, and it's like, Oliver, get over yourself, yeah. but I like the bonding of it. 
No, well, except I agree 100% with Oliver, and I think that Barry really needs yeah. to get over Iris. Yeah, that's true. Well, the thing is, I, I agree. They're not going to because the it's fact, television. Okay, I just do want to say this, is that Flash shouldn't date Iris, but I think that um, Ollie can date Felicity. Yeah. Because I think of, Flash because... should date Felicity. <laughs> Well, because that's way better in every no, way. No, that's not. That's not what I'm. I'm not talking about couples who look good. Who looks good with? Him. I'm not talking about that. That's not. That's not what I'm talking about at all. I think that Flash and Felicity have a really similar interests. No, that's and... not what no, I'm no, talking no, that's about. That's not what he's talking about. That's yeah. not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about keeping secret identities secret. Felicity, Felicity doesn't work with Flash, okay? But Felicity works with Arrow. So no matter what, Felicity's already in danger all the time. Right, because yeah. it's pretty mm-hmm. obvious that she works with Arrow. People know, like either yeah. people know or people can easily find out, just as if if they were dating, right? Yeah. But like Iris doesn't work with Al Barry at all. So if they started dating, well, she does write about the Flash, though. Yeah. And people have already come after her about that. Yeah, but I think the bigger issue for me is yeah, I think that the re- when I was saying Oliver, get over yourself. I, what I meant was he's, he was like like we can never have happiness. That's what I meant, and I totally agree with Nari that there's no reason why he can't be with Felicity, whether you personally ship them or not. That's that's not what the, what we're talking about. We're talking about okay. the fact that Oliver is being an idiot, and there's no reason he can't be with Felicity. Whereas I agree, Barry should probably move on because Aris does not seem to have any feelings for him and is with someone else. But that is true. <laughs> yeah. I think, actually, it would have been funny if uh, that had ended up being the conversation they'd had. If, like, Bird said, said, like, well, you could be with Felicity, and why can't I be with Iris? And he's like, because she's not interested in you, and she has a boyfriend. <laughs> well, they mentioned that several times throughout the show. But, okay, one more yes. thing I have to mention, because I'm a girl, mm-hmm. is Felicity... Okay, we don't get enough, like, girlfriend, girl-with-girl... Oh, yeah interactions at all in this show. We got some, like, yeah. sisterly interactions, and we never got, like, friends, and I loved the Felicity and Caitlin stuff a yeah, lot. Me a too. lot, because we don't get that ever on either show, and yeah. I thought it was a good change. Yeah, I loved, I, mean. I loved, I just loved it so much. And they need yeah, more I'm of trying it. to think, do these shows pass the Met no, Belfast in their runs? they absolutely don't. Like, in their entire runs, is there a single scene of any two named women talking about something other than a man? Well, I mean, they, did in, they did in this. Yeah. What did they talk about? I don't remember. They were talking yeah. about science stuff, um, about the DNA okay, stuff, cool. and then the other, like... But then in Arrow, they did talk about, you know, boys. Yeah, I think that uh, in the episode where Felicity came to Starling's... To, no, when Felicity came to Central City, that Felicity and Iris talked about things that weren't boys. No, but, they always do, but also they talk about boys. What's wrong with talking about both? I, I, I don't, no, I don't we're mind. Just, we're just saying, as far as the Bechdel test goes, it's you have to have two, more than one woman. Both of them have to speak, and they have to speak about something other than a guy. So, yeah, with no, names. but they've done they have that. Names. Yeah. I, I'm just talking about like the only we don't we never are what do they are there like Caitlin and Iris never talk right? Yeah, no. So I mean, that's well, not gonna. And the other thing, well, the, yeah, the, really the bigger thing is on. For me, because especially because we're in season three of, of uh, Arrow, is the fact that Felicity, Laurel, and Thea don't talk. Not even like not even one. I guess Thea and Laurel talk once in a while. They talked back very, in the very, old very season occasionally about Oliver. Yeah, yeah. I I enjoyed. There was one episode in season two where Felicity and uh, Sarah had some interaction that I thought. Oh, was and then good. well, Thea was working for Laurel in the law office. Oh yeah, one. you're right about that. I forgot about that. 
That is true. I forgot about that too. Um, uh, but other than that, like, well, there was a lot of a lot of stuff has happened in Arrow in two yeah. seasons. Um, as we sort of finish out Flash, uh, the two big things I want to talk about were the Arrow's Oliver's. How do, how do I say this other than baby mama? Because I don't know what her name it's is. It's a baby mama. That's that's a word. A fine thing to say. All right. Um, yeah. His baby mama shows up at the cafe. What yeah, do we think which, about this? Does that mean she's going to be relevant later? Because I really don't care. It's really yeah. bad, but I really don't she, care. She totally... No, she totally... Well, they can't just leave that loose end completely yeah, untied. Yeah, but I'd be fine with them... She has a son I'd somewhere. be fine with them leaving it completely untied until, like, season six. Like, when he's a little yeah, older. They really shouldn't have introduced it as early as they Well, did. and... Okay, so the bigger issue is that my dad only watches Flash, and he's like who the heck is this person? And I was like, yeah. I don't even completely remember. Oh, wait. Oh, she has a kid. Okay, that's who that is. But I didn't remember. I haven't seen that episode in a while. So, like, that's like, that was one episode. Yeah, it was It was a weird It was randomly place. like, placed there, I think. Yeah. I don't know. Just to put more drama into the episode. And it was just a weird note to sort of end on between that and uh, Firestorm coming, who we don't even think will show up next week. It was a weird way to end the episode, in my opinion. But otherwise, the episode was a lot of fun. And also, what, yeah, what's I'm excited that, for Firestorm, but it doesn't what's, make sense what's, from here. What's the? I mean, like, I just don't understand what storyline is going to come out of him having a son or a daughter. I guess the only thing it could come out of is it's going to ruin Oliver's and Felicity's relationship. It's already ruined, right? Now. Exactly. So that's that's what I'm saying. What what else Ooh, is it going to okay, do? Okay, so I will say that in the comics, he's his son has become Green Arrow, but he's way too young right now. So, oh, ooh, ooh, in the future, because Flash can go into the future. That's really oh. exciting. I like that idea. <laughs> <laughs> I just got really, just I just got really excited. That could be really cool. That does make sense. Um, oh, I keep forgetting that Flash is a time like, travel. Probably not that long from now going to become a time travel show. That could be really That's cool. It's going to be a thing. All right, I'm officially on board. There's going to be a time on. travel TV show starring the Flash in the not too distant future. Not too distant future. So okay, so I'm actually um, on board for that. Let's talk about Arrow. <laughs> okay. All right. So we um, all said we're giving it, what a day, it, right? Yeah. Yes. So, what do you guys think about Boomerang? I liked him quite a bit, actually. I thought he was really cool. My biggest thing that I really like about him is that he's sort of for because he's going to continue on and mostly be a Flash villain if if they're following the comics, and that he sort of represents a villainous version of Oliver to Flash, that he's, like, not actually physically that much of a threat, but he's a really intense strategist and, like, plans things out and uses technology in interesting ways, so you could pose a similar threat to all that Oliver posed. Oh, and, like, actually not a totally inconsiderable physical threat. He's really yeah. talented with those boomerangs. I would say it was really fun to watch. I thought it was a good challenge. I loved when they all like got together and over like, you know, at the end where Cisco and Diggle and Roy were in the car and like I don't know, when they were all just fight I just really liked I thought they handled the villain in this episode much better than they handled the villain yeah. in the last episode. Um hundred percent. That actually and it actually made me annoyed at the Flash for not following through on their villain because I was like, because obviously you can do it really well. Yeah. And you just didn't show that scene. Yeah, I think that I think that Boomerang was a lot of fun and I really did enjoy the connection to the Suicide Squad and that they made a logical reason for him to be after Lila. I do want to ask, so Nari, you said earlier that you'd give this one an A slash A minus. What was your main reasoning for the A minus? Uh, I didn't really like the flashbacks. Oh, really? Okay, yeah, interesting. Yeah, I know. I think they were better than like some of the old stuff, but I still felt it was... I don't know. Yeah, so let's let's jump to that because... 
I definitely enjoyed it more than usual because it like was really relevant to what was happening and it actually revealed a really big piece of Oliver's history that I think is important for his character. And we, in general, this season and last season, it's been a while since we got like a really big reveal like that in the flashbacks. But I, my biggest issue is that I feel like Amanda Waller is kind of ridiculous. Uh, that that's actually what I really didn't like. She, she like, let, she, she, I don't think she really cared about kill, like saving all those people. Yeah. She just wanted to test Oliver. I really think she could have like, oh come on, she had the capability to get it out of him wait, even before she t- put him in the car yeah. to drive him to Oliver's place. She could have yeah. easily found that information out. It was just all a test, which also gets to the point where why was Oliver like? Why is he the one who's chosen for this? Yeah, it like, seems. Was it, was it completely random? Like, they just saved him off, like, the boat or whatever, and they brought yeah. him here? Or what, is there, like, a reason he's... It seems like he's, like, the yeah. chosen one in some I... way for some reason that's not clear I at mean, all. Exactly. Okay, so, yeah, because my, my biggest issue was, like, okay, so you, you someone's going to blow things up. You assign a rookie guy who you're not sure if he can torture someone instead of one of the torturers you obviously employ at Argus that's, like, trained to do this. So it's, like... Okay, so even if she was doing it because she was willing to risk those lives in order to build up Oliver for some reason because she thinks that he's a great guy, why not, like, risk it on, like, one life? Like, someone was kidnapped and you need that information instead of, like, oh, you're going to, like, all these people are going to die. It seemed yeah, excessive it, did, it, and did, it, it seemed excessive, weird, and confusing to me. I didn't really see... I think it does further my theory that she's the big bad for the season, though. That that they had that whole thing that Lila, Oliver, and her all said about, like, extreme measures require, you know, extreme people require extreme measures. And so I totally think that Waller did all of this in order to take down and kill. So you think Waller killed Sarah, but, like, directly killed Sarah or hired someone to kill Sarah? I think Waller used the Suicide Squad to kill Sarah in order to get Rachel Ghoul to come out of hiding so that she could take down Rachel Ghoul. Okay, but at the same time, it was someone that Sarah recognized that killed her. So who from the oh, Suicide yeah, Squad was things. recognizable that, that Sarah, and not just to be, like, scared about, yeah. but she she wasn't scared. She was like, what are you doing here? Like, very calmly. We, we, don't necessarily, we don't necessarily know everyone who's on yeah. the Suicide Squad at this point. Apparently they do with a lot of different people, so it's possible that they've, in the past, captured someone from the League of Yeah, assassins. and also, to be fair, I've heard that we're going to have more flashbacks of Sarah. So there might be someone who's on the Suicide Squad that we re- gets revealed to be someone she knows. And that that is a solid point, though. I, it, it, that does put a hole in my theory, possibly. Yeah, the boat of this season needs to set sail real soon. Of, like what the big point is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, because like it's been a decent season so far of individual episodes. Yeah. But like, especially because all of our reaction whenever it goes to Hong Kong is like, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I. I believe that I read that, that I believe that I read that they ex- that next week we will find out who killed Sarah, which will set everything in motion, mm-hmm. and so that's that's exciting. Yeah, I think I, I think he said that yeah. too. I, I think that uh, I saw an interview where he yeah. said that. Um, um, but okay, but let's go. I want to talk about Lila and Diggle a little bit because um, actually my biggest issue with the episode, which almost made me give it an A minus. Was I guess really didn't like how they handled Lila. Uh, it's she's an Argus agent. She's a trained, you know, special ops person. She was in the army, and it felt like, oh no, she's in danger. Like she's a civilian, like little weak person who can't deal with her own business. And they even sent they sent out all these guys to go s- save her, 
Even Cisco goes off on this journey to try to stop Boomerang, but he's not going to be actively trying to, you know, stop him. He's not going to do anything. He's just hanging out with the girls. And, like, yes, he was able to sort of fight him off a little bit when he came, but it just felt very icky to me, especially, like, it, you know, you, know, you said that whole thing about how great it was that Felicity and Caitlin talked to each other, which I totally agree with, but when Boomerang showed up and there were three women there and two of them were, like, I assume semi-useless... I, I was like, this kind of sucks. Like, <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. it's also just totally weird that the three of them survived at all. Yeah. With, with the way that, yeah, but he like has had no issue with cutting down tons and tons of Argus agents, yeah. and like, and is you know a murderer, and was gonna blow up the city, basically, like five different mm-hmm. bombs in the city. It doesn't seem like he has a particular respect for human life. Yeah. So the fact that he just like and like didn't check to make sure that his work was done yeah and so this the, the the other good part that i did like was that felicity was useful felicity used a grenade on him and he ran away and that was good mm. but it, it just still felt it just underlined for me and i guess laurel and thea weren't in this this episode that much and they are the two stronger females right now but, but okay let's clarify physically stronger yeah, females yeah, yeah. i think that felicity and caitlin are strong female characters but not in the physical sense yeah they mm-hmm. are in the mental sense they're very intelligent they're probably more t- intelligent than a lot of the other guys All on the show yeah, yeah yeah totally so i don't think that they were weak and it didn't bother me that they were physically weak because uh, maybe it bothered me a little bit that we didn't see Caitlyn at all. But I mean, at the end, like she was there, like helping in the medic, medically. Yeah. Okay. But like, yeah, no, that was that good. was good, and I did like that Felicity was trying to like again use her brain to figure out a way to stop him. Yeah. Um. So right, that didn't really that. bother me. My bigger issue though is still the Lila thing. The fact no, that- I agree with Lila. Like, like I don't know. I think of when I think of Argus, I think of kind of like Shield. Like, yeah, I don't know. Totally. I that's what. That's com- what you're. That's exactly what you should be because it's completely a rip on. <laughs> or they're so rip-off like, stuff I'm trying. Yeah, I'm trying to like think of like female characters from Shield, and like that would never like. Is Lila supposed to be the equivalent of like Sky? Yeah, like, she is. So that would never. Yeah, except for the fact that she's like been with Argus for years. F- like for years and years, and as. Tons of experience. Yeah. In the he field. was high up enough in that organization that he was able to make the order to kill the entire Suicide Squad. That's really high. Like, yeah. That's she's like she's like uh, what's her name? Colby Smolder's character. Um, yeah, she, Maria Hill. Yeah, she she's like supposed to be that level. Maybe he is more of like a strategist or something. Yeah, I think that that's part of it is that she's more administrative. But than, he was in the uh, army. Field. He he's at yeah. least as strong as Diggle, and when someone if someone was targeting Diggle, he wouldn't hide in the cave while Oliver took care of it. I I think what we're uncovering here is that American media is sexist, and that is very surprising to everybody. I, I do have to say, she has a baby, though. I, I I would be more cautious. Diggle does too, and Diggle went out to go save stop the guy. And and, and oh, Diggle literally said, like, "I can't do this anymore." Too. Except I totally will. I think Diggle's an idiot too. I'm yeah. sorry. I just because I didn't mention it doesn't mean I don't think he's an idiot to yeah. like. No, but at the same time, Diggle went out to protect. He didn't go out. Okay, I don't agree with him going out all the time to help Oliver because we had that whole episode where he was like, "I have a baby now," but then yeah. they kind of ignored that. But in this episode, he went out to protect her because she's the mother of their baby. Yeah. Like, like, for me... Yeah, but she could have gone out to protect him because he's the father of the baby. No, but he's not in danger. She is. But he, by going she, by going out, he becomes in danger. I, I, 
And also, they no, didn't leave anyone to protect her. He's not, but that they, yeah. is stupid that they left her. No, but it is stupid that they left them alone there, like without like what, at least Roy or somebody. Like yeah. I don't know. It was, it's not like it's the first time this one has figured out where the arrow came. <laughs> no, that, that kind I of agree. a lot. Yeah, that I agree with. That that was stupid that they left them there alone. If 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 she is so precious, and that if Diggle. Diggle should have not left. Like, I can't imagine that Diggle left her there. I don't know. It didn't really make sense to me. If what I'm saying is true, that he really does care about her and her being, you know, the mother of their baby and she's in danger, why would they leave him there with Caitlyn and Felicity? Yeah, I think, I mean, I thought the engagement thing was really sweet and there was a lot of good, like, comedic moments with them and everything, but it was just like, it was, I don't know, the handling of Lila felt icky to me, but I can let go. Um, let's, let's talk a little bit about Oliver and Barry in this episode. So we already sort of talked about sort of their changes and experience and stuff like that. But I think there was just a really good mix in this episode of conflict and camaraderie that they really had good moments of connecting, but they also had a lot of, you know, friction between them. Uh, yeah. So I thought that, um, as mentioned earlier, that this really felt like an Arrow episode that had the flash in it, um, rather than being a sort of weird halfway blend of the two feels. So I, I thought that Barry's reaction to seeing uh, Ollie use torture was really, really compelling. Yeah, me too. And made a lot of sense. Uh, and I, it's also just so intense to watch a lot of the stuff about sort of extrajudicial justice uh, with all the stuff happening out in the real world. Yeah. Not to get into that, though. But, um, yeah, so I think that, that made a lot of sense. And then, like, also, though, there was, like, great humor in this episode. My, one of my personal favorites was... Uh, when they were going out at the end and like Barry doesn't know what they're going to do. And he says, are you going to shoot me in the back? And uh, Oliver says, you're going to have to get over that, Barry. <laughs> I thought that was great. I thought they, they had a lot of great back and forth. One person that I was kind of surprised by, I really liked their comedy this week was uh, Roy. He, like Roy connecting with Cisco was like really fun to watch for me. Or when Cisco like hit on, <laughs> hit on Thea. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that's a no. <laughs> uh, also, did you guys notice the first shot in this episode was, the red arrow running not that fast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, funny. I just thought it was really funny that they showed... And, like, that they commented on the red suit. Yeah, I, I like, like that, Cisco too. and Flash both were like, nice yeah. suit. It's red. It's way better than green. Uh, yeah, that was fun. I, I, I do want to say specifically about the torture scene. Uh, you guys might not agree with me, mm-hmm. but I'm totally on Ollie's side. Oh, I am, you, too. You gotta do what you gotta do. I'm sorry, but I don't agree with killing people, but if you're gonna put an arrow and just put it in my arm and torture me until you get information out, the information that will save people, yeah. I could totally go for it. So... I, I have two responses to that. My first response is that, yeah, that's what the episode is about, The Brave and the Bold. I thought that whole conversation between Ollie and Lila really, made, in a lot of ways, made the episode for me, not just in that it brought up the title of the episode, but I think that that's really a key difference between Flash and Arrow is that difference between being brave and doing things that you don't want to do, yeah. that, that you're like more, that like morally you don't want to do rather than just like you're afraid to do. I I generally disagree. Uh, I generally am more on Barry's side because I think that, especially because information gathered through torture is often incorrect because people uh, will say whatever they think the person wants to hear to make the pain stop. Uh, it's re- that's like generally proven to be true um, with torture. It's not a very effective uh, interrogation technique. It works on the on Arrow because that's how they write yeah. it. 
but it doesn't work like that. In real so life. I do think it's interesting because I personally I think the show is is, is siding with Flash. Um, I think that definitely the arc in this episode is oh you know Oliver went through some really tough stuff and it's sad that he like got forced in that position but as he gets better he won't have to torture anymore that especially if I'm right about Amanda Waller being the big villain uh the fact that like it's almost seems the fact that they like both Lila and Oliver both repeated what she t- said it was like oh she's brainwashing them into believing something that's not true which I I don't agree that Amanda Wall I, I don't agree that that mentality should necessarily be completely villainized. But we'll see where it goes. Uh, it's not like I mean I did like the ending thing where Oliver sort of learns his lesson, but then still shoots the arrow through his hand. Uh, I think that's important for their characters that they do have that contrast. Well, because mm-hmm. well you have to also realize Flash like in that case for example when he's sticking his hand out right. Yeah. Flash could have easily used the speed and just stopped him. He has that ability to do that, but Arrow, what, Arrow doesn't have that ability. He doesn't have the ability of speed to stop someone just with his speed. You know, like move them and handcuff them somewhere. He yeah. can't do that. That he doesn't have the ability to stop people without any sort of force or pain. He really yeah. more boxing gloves arrows. I think is the <laughs> answer here. But so he has to use his arrows, or else he would have died in this episode, or like gone really injured, right? Because yeah. he needed to shoot him in the hand. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I think that that's like the bow and arrow is the step in between, right? It's like it's a violent, it's a weapon, but it's uh, a weapon that requires a lot more thought and skill to use than, say, a gun. But it's not as non-lethal as, say, a stab or nightsticks or something like that, uh, like Nightwing or Mockingbird or any number of other uh, comic book heroes uh, use that are non-lethal. Or, like, even, you know, Batman doesn't kill, right? Uh, Batman, yeah, I mean, I, actually, I, the thing is, I, I, Arrow in the show is a very, is like a heightened version of Batman, where Batman will torture if he needs to torture, he will cause pain if he needs to cause pain, but yeah, he doesn't use an arrow, yeah. so maybe he'll break your arm, but it's not quite the same thing. Yeah. And and also, Batman is is generally way more of a psychopath than Oliver uh, is painted to be. Than Oliver is yeah. painted to be, yeah. Even though, if he wa- he could easily having just done the same exact things been painted way more psychotic i mean he killed tons of people and then yeah no they they mentioned the number i think it was like no it wasn't it was like a rough it was like a he killed hundreds of people or something like that it wasn't like an actual number i don't think no i think they said like he's wanted for like 29 oh really wait arrow yeah Yeah. they said i thought they said 12 maybe it was 12 either way that's a lot it doesn't matter once you're past two no, I think it was. Once you're past two, <laughs> how many? For yeah. the first, you get the first two are yeah, free. Dan. First two are free. <laughs> oh, I mean, a, t- a soldiers like an average soldier might kill two. Yeah, but soldiers are also like not vigilantes, though, Daniel. Yeah, well, uh, um, let's that, not. Like, let's that's not... part of what we agreed as society is that we send soldiers to war to fight people with guns. Yeah, let's not uh, get let's into not that get... because 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 I completely disagree with everything you just said. I think um, a soldier should just because we pay a soldier to do it doesn't mean that he has more of a right to do that. Because at the end of the day, Ollie and let's say what Diggle was doing in the army is the same thing yeah. for me. At the end of the day, just because we society says it's okay and it's different doesn't actually in the end of the day make it any different. 
Yeah, exactly. Like the fact that Diggle was sort of upset with Lila for making the kill order. I mean, I can understand why you would be, but didn't he kill a bunch of people in war? I, yeah, so I don't know. But... People who are just equally as dangerous and maybe less dangerous, maybe more dangerous, but like I can't imagine a terrorist is less dangerous than like I don't know someone who shoots boomerangs at you. Um, so. For me, the army well, example is also, isn't a good example because I think they're both BS. So that's just kind of okay. So uh, I guess we should start wrapping. Things up. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, okay, I, I do want to just say that I I was very happy that they managed to ki- make Captain Boomerang not ridiculous. That that. <laughs> yeah. No, he's totally like a force to be reckoned with, and like the one thing that I thought was a little bit silly was like. He he was walking up to the train, like hoping to get on yeah. it, and he is like, like he doesn't even have a closed jacket. His oh rings. yeah, He's I forgot like about sharp that. Sharp blades are just like jingling out of his coat. <laughs> okay, and, that like, is true. Everyone's like, you know, that's probably just you know. <laughs> he's, he's, no, yeah, he's, I'm not gonna he's worry selling about watches. It. <laughs> he's selling watches. Yeah, right. but like you know, that's just like a production thing. That's not so really, that's not the last thing. big the last possibly semi-big topic that I wanted to talk about was so these two episodes are very separated and I know we sort of talked about this before we started recording but so you, you like that they're separated so that they, you don't have to watch both shows or do you think they should have taken this opportunity to draw Flash fans into Arrow, Arrow fans into Flash like my dad only watches Flash and because the two episodes are so separated and the conflicts weren't continued between the two of them he didn't watch Arrow today so I think it would have been a good marketing move to make them more connected. Yeah. I like artistically, I'm not that bothered. I do wish that they had followed like the really my main hang up about this whole thing is just that they didn't show the um, capture of the Rainbow uh, Rider. I, I um, yeah, just because just because I I think that you certainly could do it either way. Uh, I think that. They're equally valid. I think that making them more connected makes more sense, again, from a marketing standpoint. But I think that you can totally have one and then the next one and then give reasons as they did for why uh, Barry comes. Yeah, so I, I agree with Jesse. I think for marketing reasons, yeah, it would have been a good idea. But at the same time, they kind of were intertwined in a sense that why was Arrow, like, in the first ep- in the Flash episode, Arrow was there because they were going after Boomerang. Yeah. But then they ended up going after, you know... Flash's villain, yeah. and then Flash came to go after Arrow's villain, so it kind of just felt like it was kind of, like, not as much, like, I know you're saying that there should maybe even, like, one villain yeah. kind of a thing for both episodes, I get that, but I but to say that they're, like, completely separate, not completely, but to say that, like, you could watch, you know, you don't have to watch both. For me, would have been I don't know. I think I, you would have understood more yeah. if you watched both. Rather I think than... that uh, what the one positive I think that happens from completely from separating it as much as they did is the feeling that you got about oh this really feels like a flash episode. This really feels like an hour episode rather than just like the crossover episode. At the same time, I think it would have been really fun to have a two-hour event where they aired back-to-back and it was, like, one big movie on television about one big yeah. idea. I think that could have been really exciting. Um, but this... I bet they do that with the Rogues. Yeah, that could be cool. And it's going to be super cool. And I bet they, I bet the Rogues end up being, like, Captain Cold and Heat Wave are obviously both going to be in it because they introduced them yeah. together. But then I bet there's Boomerang. I bet Slade comes back for uh, for that. 
Well, he's not a rogue, oh, but like he could. No, yeah. but but you know they yeah. can do whatever they want. Uh, so I bet the slave comes back to that because it makes the most sense to bring. And now that especially they're in the same place, it makes sense to bring them back together. Merlin could be involved too. Yeah, <laughs> I'm so sick of that story. It doesn't seem like Merlin is actually that dedicated to taking down. Arrow. Uh, uh, we also haven't seen him in free. Yeah, we have. I think the only thing Merlin wants is for Arrow to leave Theo alone so he can have his daughter. Like that, that's the impression I got. Yeah. I don't think. He, I think he just wants him out of the light yeah. of his life rather than out of existence. Yeah. Kind of. That's the impression yeah. I got. All right. Well, so do you guys have anything you want to say about what the coming up in the winter finale before we get out? Or are you good with this? I'm good with it. I think it's been an hour. <laughs> yeah, well, it's our crossover episode. We're, it's, we're going know. big on this one. Yeah. yeah no, go big sense or go home, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, okay, so let's try to end this out, I guess. All right, so if you do want to contact us and get to know more about us, uh, you can check out our Twitter at uh, Superhero TV Pod. I put Superhero TV News on that every day. Uh, you can also check out our blog, smallscreenjustice.wordpress.com. Or you could email us at smallscreenjustice at gmail.com with your questions, comments, concerns, criticisms, objections, opinions, <laughs> and anything else that you can think of that is synonymous with those terms. Uh, you can also rate and review us on iTunes. We're uh, always very happy to hear what you guys have to think about the show. And until next time, Small Screen Justice will be back in a flash. Mm-hmm.